Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Good day, Nora. How's it going? Hey, Bill. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's another fine day. How are things there? Uh, it's pretty nice here. It's not too bad. Uh, sun's just starting to get out, so hopefully be able to get outside a little bit today and do some yard work. I really need to get that done. But uh, uh, how about you? Uh, yeah, I've got lots of yard work to do. I'm still... Uh, we, we all traveled last week, and so I'm catching up a little bit on things like that. I, I hear you have an interesting topic for us today. I really do, and you're going to have to bear with me on the intro into this, and I really wish that our listeners could see your voice or see your face when, uh, when I actually start this story. So it's one of my famous stories again here, Bill. I'm taking my son to school this morning. And I'm driving backed up in traffic, and we're not going anywhere. And I look over to the right-hand side, and there's a woman in the front seat, and she is putting her makeup on. <laughs> and I just I, – I started laughing because this is something I feel that people see all the time, right? You are driving down – a highway or a freeway you're going 75 miles an hour and you look over and there is someone in their car putting on their makeup whether it's lipstick it's mascara it's blush so where am i going with this right yes <laughs> so today i wanted to talk about autonomous systems okay so uh, and the reason why right so yeah. i'm thinking about this right right yeah. now uh, you know, many of us wake up much earlier to be able not only to get dressed, but to be able to to apply your makeup, to get ready for the day. And I'm thinking about autonomous systems, specifically autonomous vehicles, right? Right. How would that change what our day-to-day -day and our actual things that we have to do? How much time would you gain back if you have an autonomous system, right? You have an autonomous car that can drive you now. You can do your makeup. You don't have to worry about it. You can answer emails. Um, and, and really just how that is changing the way that the world is working. Now, I'm not talking about this immediately, right? We're talking many years down the line that we're going to probably have mainly autonomous systems. But my question for you, Bill, is how do autonomous systems work? <laughs> that that's a okay, that's a tough question. But you know, <laughs> I you know, before I dive into that to buy myself some time here to think about that, uh, let's talk about somewhat semi-autonomous systems that people may have experienced besides uh you know, cars which are sort of moving into that autonomous space. There's there's still a lot of infrastructure that needs to be built uh, in order for cars to be really fully autonomous. But a lot of people have experienced uh, metro train systems. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have experienced uh, just regular uh, trains, especially if you live in uh, the U.S. in like the Northeast Corridor or if you're in Europe or even in a lot of places in the Asia Pacific area, you've been on a train and right. people love traveling by train is, you know, there's lots of room, there's uh, places to relax and 
you know, especially if you're using that train for work, you can get things done while you're on the train. You're not absolutely you're not cramped up. Uh, uh, yeah, I worked with a gentleman who had to frequently go into D.C. and he would take the train all the time because he would be able to work on his laptop while yeah. while taking the train into D.C. wasn't losing any time. Right. And so that's that's one of the big complaints with uh, commutes, especially in larger cities, is you're, it's lost time right. and it's very stressful. What happens when, you know, that commute, if you're having to commute, there's not much stress because you're not having to mm -hmm. drive or think about that. You're just riding. Right. Um, that That's kind of a big thing. And so, you know, this is one of those areas uh, that sort of ties in a little bit with what we do for exoskeletons. And we talk about this a lot is how is this changing your quality of life? And that's mm -hmm. really what we're talking about here in this conversation with autonomous systems. How is it changing your quality of life? So how do they work? How do you think an autonomous system works? What, what do you think are the components of it? Well, my thought would be that there's some sort of computer that okay. is programmed, right? Like right. it's programmed to be able to understand like object detection and you know speed limit and all of that but uh, but but it's coming up with how to do that right because us as drivers we see the posted sign right speed limit 35 right um how does that work for an autonomous system so let me ask you a question have you ever done what's called land nav or the long word land navigation have you ever no. taken now wait a minute come on Nora. you've you <laughs> i know you have worked outside in the environmental field you've been nope, in the wood yeah oh come on <laughs> don't lie to everybody we know you've done it so how did you navigate when you were outside walking around in the woods was it just I obvious all the time no, I mean senses, right? Like you use your eyes, you use different sensories with your hands and your feet and you feel it. Right. But you've also got, you know, some sense of the layout of things because you've either looked at a map or you've looked at some pictures and stuff. So you've Google got- Google Earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, you have some sort of framework that you're putting all those inputs into. Mm -hmm. Same thing with autonomous systems. They've got a map and that map is tied in with GPS. So your GPS system, right? Or yeah. tied in with some landmarks. So some people navigate by landmarks. <laughs> some people navigate by north, south, east, and west, you know, magnetic, oh, yes. right? Oh, yes. Systems can do the same thing. And then you can go to um, what's called inertial type navigation. So if I know where I am now, and then I know how many steps or how how many tire rotations mm -hmm. or whatever I've taken in a certain direction, because I knew where I was, I can say where I am now. Right. So yeah. there's that. And then the other thing with automation, it depends on what level. So we, we talk about automation like it's one thing. It's not. Uh, I'll use a fancy word, uh, for, at least for me. It's, it's a spectrum. So... It is the spectrum from very limited, you know, mm -hmm. oftentimes called semi-autonomous, but right. very lim limited automation to full automation. And so usually people say the word semi-autonomous or full autonomous, mm -hmm. uh, but semi-autonomous could be 
literally you looking at your uh, tablet and having a map on there and saying, okay, the tablet knows where I am. I'm going to put a dot right here. And so it knows where I'm supposed to be. Now Go the, from X to Y. X to Y, right? Gotcha. Or it could be even a little fancier than that. Say, take me to grandma's house. And mm-hmm. so the the system has to know to go. Right. Go, it's like having Siri in the cars now. Right. It has to first uh, hear your voice, identify mm-hmm. what your voice has said, then correlate that to grandma. Look up. Do you have grandma in your contacts? Hopefully that right. word is in there. And then find, <laughs> do you have grandma's address in there? Okay. Found and that check. And then it puts a dot where grandma is. And then it'll yeah. go there. And then it has to do a lot of math, which mm-hmm. is about navigation. So uh, there's there's a lot of, I'll say, famous math problems about getting from point A to B. What's the mm-hmm. quickest, easiest quickest way? way? Right. And so even if you do like regular uh, things with your GPS on your phone or in your car, oftentimes it'll give you three choices. Three options. Right? Yeah. One may be longer, uh, but it may be cheaper. One may be faster, but you may have to pay some money, or one just may be scenic. You know, yeah. there's there, and there's other options beyond that. And so, if you're saying autonomous, how autonomous are we going here? Right. Are, are you going to get a choice on the route you take, or are you not? So, is it literally just you go take me to grandma's house, and it literally just goes, and you don't and doesn't it, even ask. It doesn't even ask, right? Yeah. See, it's so interesting, right? Because, you know, uh, my first time that I can remember, and I'm going to show my young age here, of seeing a, an autonomous vehicle was an iRobot, right? Right. The famous scene, which I call famous, where Will Smith is driving, the robots are chasing him, and he takes it off of the autonomous system, and he starts manually driving himself, right? right. That was really kind of my first introduction where I realized Um, that it was different, that it was driving itself, right? Now we're seeing all these different news articles, these YouTube videos, right? We have all these different unmanned, uncrewed, you know, uncrewed is what we're calling them now. Um, You know, where where you have Amazon, Amazon deliveries, pizza deliveries. We even have different videos that are coming out about motorcycles and 18-wheelers that are unmanned, they're autonomous. And it's, it's incredibly interesting to see how that is going to eventually play a role in our society in the future, similar to how exoskeletons, you know, they came out a while ago, but they're really just now starting to be the tip of the iceberg, right? They're really now starting to impact different industries. We've seen autonomous systems in many different areas, whether it be movies or Google, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. loves Google and what they do on their campus. Um, or going to the grocery store. And so this morning when I saw that, I just thought to myself, wow, you know, the quality of life, is it a better quality of life? Right. Or, you know, because we're always talking about or is nowadays it, we can't disconnect. Right. So, yes. Or is it just more screen time? You know, right. I, I'll give you another example where people have s- experienced automation and they may not real, realize this. Mm-hmm. Cruise control on cars. Yeah. I mean, how long have we had cruise control on cars and how sophisticated has that gotten? I mean, right. my my vehicle right now is it, it has sensors in it. So if I'm going 
too fast to be able to stop for the thing in front of me, the vehicle, whatever it is, it will start braking for me. It will it will alert me and say, oh, you, you, we need to brake now. And if I'm not <laughs> breaking it, it will start doing it for me. So, you know, right. but that's self-park vehicles, right? Right. I mean, everyone hates parallel parking. Unless you live in the city, you do it every day. Right. And you still hate it. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, yeah. So it is. it is what it is. And so, you know, everybody's probably experienced some level of automation, even though they might not have uh, known it. And it's like the things we were talking about, you know, you've got to have sensors, right. you know, oh, yeah. and, Huge. and, and, and then you have to have some way to process that data. And then you have to have some way to make sense of that process data. So you have to reference it to some known framework. And then you have to have some way to act on that data, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you have to have a way to verify that what you're doing is actually safe and, and still like what you really want to have happen. Because guess right. what? What if your sensors are not perceiving things as they really the are? Sounds like there's a lot of standards that need to come out in this right. area. Right, because you know it's like with it again with exoskeletons. Mm-hmm. What happens when it fails? Right. And is well, there, and where's the liability, right? Well, and 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 you know what we talk about a lot is how serious is that failure? You right. know, so what? It fails. You know, okay, I'm just going to take it off, or I, I just won't do that. Okay, Switch if out. yeah, whatever. It you know, but say I'm in, say I'm in a, I'll say a science fiction version of an exoskeleton. And I'm lifting a uh, a full pallet of water, you know, few few thousand pounds, you know. I've got this thing. I'm lifting it up. I'm walking around with it, you know, and it's above my head. And that yeah. thing fails. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hurt real bad. Uh, but <laughs> but yes, I mean, you know. You have to think about that, and we talk about that a lot in standards. And the same thing with autonomous systems. That's why people are pushing forward really strong in this. But also, you know, we we have to evaluate the risk right. and the safety aspects. So we we make sure that we can do this and people can do it safely. You know, we understand what risks are being taken there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm so I'm thinking for our next podcast, we need to bring in a, a technical expert that deals with autonomous systems on the daily. What do you think? I think so, and I I would love to also talk with them about. It's like, okay, so you got one autonomous thing. Whoopee! What happens when <laughs> they have to talk to each other? Because right. that's that's when it gets really that's when it gets really interesting. Oh yeah. So yeah, well, I think that sets us up for our next podcast here, Bill. All right, looking forward to it. Great talking to you again today. You have a great day, Nora. You too. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.